exalted above measure. Through the abundance of the revelation, there was given me to me a thorn in the place, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. What is the purpose of thorn in the place of Apostle Paul? He said, lest I should be exalted above measure. When God sees that we are mat mature enough to manage freedom, He will deliver us from our prison-like circumstances. But if release is granted prematurely, <coughs> brethren, liberty could be used as Paul warns for an occasion to the place. Therefore, God chooses not to free us immediately from all our difficult circumstances. He knows we are unable to handle total freedom all at once. He only promises to us to drive out our enemies and our problems our difficulties in life, just little by little. He said in Exodus chapter 23, verse 30, He said, by little and little, I will drive them out from among before thee, until thou be increased, and inherit the land. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 22, And the Lord thy God will put out those nations before thee by little and little. Thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon thee. Now, brethren, our absolute sovereign God, the God of all wisdom, places us tutors and governors until the appointed time. Galatians chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutor and governors until the time appointed of the father. Who is this tutor? Who is this governor? These are the people, circumstances that God uses in our lives to teach us, restrain us, and heads us, head, heads us in for a while. When these restrictions of God are rejected and cast off, people fall into the real bondages. Satan's whole desires is to control and bring us into the bondage. Amen? Are you still there? Are you still there? Hello? Okay. Satan's whole desire is to control us and bring us into bondage. To accomplish this, he undermines the restrictions that God places upon man. Whatever leads to freedom, Satan calls 
bandages. And whatever leads to bandages, he calls freedom. Satan promotes independent and rebellious attitudes like this. Don't pence me in. Do not put any restriction on me. It's my life and I will do what I want. Ah. When I was in Lubbock, Texas, the elder said, Conrado, let us walk. And while we walk, it was beautiful morning. So we took a walk. I saw a perfect illustration of this point. We walked by a corner house with sad, with sad pens in backyard. There is a fence. There are little chihuahua dogs began to run up and down. Brethren, then I, I thought I heard him speak a little bit. I think I heard him say, let me out! Let me out! Let me out! I want freedom! I'm tired of being a slave! Let me out! I want to be free! Let me out! Ah, how foolish that little dog was. The big bulldog, bulldog had already put his napkin around his neck and said, Grace. Now, where was the freedom for the little chihuahua? Inside the pens or outside the pens? You will say, inside, of course. You know what? There are millions of young Americans like that little chihuahua dogs. Let me out! Let me out! I want to be free! Whoop, whoop, whoop. I want to be free! Whoop, whoop. Uh, David said, I will be free! And in so doing, he became a slave to his passion. Lot said, I will be free. And in so doing, he became a slave to the sin of Sodom. Samson said, I will be free. And in so doing, he was bound to the mill with his eyes blinded. Solomon said, I will be free. And in so doing, he became a slave to last. Then they are allowed to live the freedom provided by the pens. They live what they think is slavery and are soon captured by those things from without which either two were not allowed to reach them 
because of standards and rules from the Word of God. His commandment, God's commandment is not grievous. His yoke is easy and His burden is light. There is no freedom in sin. There is no freedom. And what is God's purpose on captivity? I have learned that a spiritual prison are the mercy of God and can literally be our deliverance. Jonah, for example, he ran from God, but he cannot hide from God. He can run from God. He cannot he can he run from God. And he thinks that running from God is freedom. But God sends whale to swallow Jonah and imprison him that time he was Ar Armenian. He was Armenian. When the whale swallowed him, ah, he said, salvation is of the Lord. He learned that inside the whale's belly. In the scriptures, brethren, it, for Jonah, it was unpleasant. Yet that prison was his deliverance. Sometimes God draw us into an awkward circumstances to deliver us in time and deliver us. In the scripture, captivity represents confinement. It is exile into strange and difficult circumstances. For Israel, it means going to Babylon in chains of bondage in order to be purged from vanity and idolatry. Yet God promised them a return to their homeland and to normalcy. He sent them into captivity. What? For their good. To give them a heart to know them. Jeremiah 24, 24 verses 4 and 5. He said, Thus saith the Lord of Israel, Let, Like these good pigs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. There is a purpose why God bring them into captivity. The reason is for their good. And I will give them a heart to know me. This is the whole purpose of captivity. Captivity is grace. It is necessarily, it is necessary ingredient for being conformed to the image of his son. In Jeremiah's time, the prophet commanded them to submit to captivity. In Jeremiah chapter 27, verses 12 up to 14, I speak also to King Zedekiah, King of Judah, according all these words, saying, Bring your necks, bring your neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, and serve him and his people, and live. 
Why will you die, thou and thy people, by the sword, <clears throat> by the famine, and by the pestilence? As the Lord hath spoken against the nation, will not serve the king of Babylon? Therefore hearken not unto the words of the prophet that speak unto you, saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie unto you. In captivity, brethren, we are freed from the shackles that vex our souls. Repeatedly, brethren, we have seen young adults fall into the snare of fornication because they insist on having their freedom and living away from home while resenting house rules and resisting authority, they have fallen into the real bandages, moral sin, abortion, guilt, regrets, bitterness, death, drugs, and alcohol. Alcohol. God's law, God's precept, God's word, God's statutes, brings deliverance. Brethren, we believe they are not legalism or bondage. His commandments, like I told you before, is not grievous, but guideposts that deliver us from falling into many sorrows. Oh, brethren, again, there is no freedom in sin. Freedom, as I define it, is deliverance from that which God did not intend for me to do in order that I may be a servant to that which God intended me to. True freedom, when sin is not have dominion over us. Freedom is having a good conscience. It is abounding with love, joy, peace, and all the fruits of the spirits. We can be marvelously free through combined, though combined with difficult circumstances. Psalms 119, verse 45 says, And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precept. Freedom is seeking God's wisdom. Seeking and knowing God's precept in our prison-like circumstances in our lives. Brethren, please do not use the counterfeit liberty. Now, brethren, what is the purpose of our freedom? What is the purpose of our freedom? Yes, Christ has set us free. We have a freedom. What is the purpose of our freedom? I am definitely sure not for an occasion to the place. As what great apostle said in Galatians 5 verse 13. Exodus chapter 9 verse 13. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise! Early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. And say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrew, 
Let my people grow. What's the purpose of freedom? Let my people grow. The purpose is that they may serve me. That's the purpose of our freedom. To serve. To worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Many of us have heart cries and desires. Some for which we have petitioned God for years. I would like to ask you a question. If God were to give you your request right now, would it help or hinder your walk with Him? Would it draw you closer to Him or would it take you away from Him? We have many prayer requests in our lives. But if God answered that request, what would you do? For what purpose does God deliver His people from bandages? The answer is very clear. He set His people free so that they may able to serve and glorify Him. Unfortunately, when God gives men and women their deliverance, they often serve themselves instead of serving Him. That is so sad. This is precisely what Israel did after God delivered them from Egyptian bandages. Israel did not serve the Lord, but themselves. Instead of serving God, they used their freedom to serve themselves and go their own way. It's so sad. If God were uh, if God were to give you the answer to your prayer right now would it draw you closer to him or would it take you away from him If God restore health to your body for what will you use your healthy body If God blesses you financially would it draw you closer to Him or prosperity will make you lose your dependency upon God? Jeremiah 22 verse 21 says, I spake unto thee in thy prosperity, but thou said, I will not hear. This has been thy manner from thy youth, that thou obeyest not my voice. One elder in other country, he pray. he always attend in church prayer meeting. He submit his prayer request. You know what? He says, Pastor, I pray that, I, that God give, gives me a truck, red truck. He gives a color of the truck. He said, red pick-up truck. When he got his new pick-up truck, you know what? He did not show up for the Sunday service. They never saw him again. Why? Because, because he was too busy driving his new red truck and making money. 
material blessing causes him to forget his God. This is the temptation not only to other countries, but everywhere in all the world. Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, reminds us that the love of money is the root of all evil. Sometimes they misquote it for the lack of money is the root of all evil. But the Bible clearly states for the love, for the love of money is the root of all evil. It makes us selfish, greedy, and envious. It causes us to forget our friends, trample on our co-workers, neglect our children, ignore our wives. It seduces us with the promise of happiness, but then delivers nothing at all. L look, the ten lepers. They ask Jesus Christ, Lord, have mercy on us. Heal us, please. Deliver us from this sickness. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, Go. While they are going, they were healed. And nine of them did not return to give thanks and to worship God. It's only one. All ten, all, all ten of these lepers was delighted to be healed. Yet only one used his healthy body to glorify the Lord. Amen. Nine of these men went out, went their way to use their healing for their own interest. Philippians chapter 2 verse 21 says, For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. That's their normal. It's our depraved nature to seek our own. But thanks be to God for the grace of God constrain me. Remember, we are set free to serve God and glorify Him. You know what? Let us look King David. David's high position the Lord's cut off all of all David's enemies and elevates him to position of greatness in the earth. According to 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 9. Brethren, normally, we would think what a blissful state to have no more problems, no more enemies. But in reality, this is a time of great danger. After the Lord had cut off of all David's enemies, he soon grew lax and fell into sin with Bathsheba. For this very reason, God is slow to remove all of our troubles. This is also the reason God left a thorn in Paul's life. For otherwise, he would be exalted above measure. 
He prayed thrice. But the Lord said no. Lest I should be exalted above measure. When a nation sinned grievously against the Lord, He gives them over to bondage, slavery, and the oppressions of other nations. According to Psalms 107, verses 10 to 14, He does for three reasons. To punish them, to restrain them, and to bring them to repentance. Psalms 90 verse 3, Thou returnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return ye children of men. Return. That's the purpose. God imposes a yoke on individual and all whole nation to restrain them. When a nation or people gain their independence, and throw up their yoke prematurely. An evil, evil nature run rampant and liberty is not used to serve God but self. I always observe whether freedom and independence has helped hinder the spiritual condition of a person or a nation. Therefore, we should thank God for our circumstances and irritation and trust him to bring us out of our confinements when he knows it will bless and not destroy us. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 10 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time help in times of needs. Brethren, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, grace, there is a substance. Grace is a substance. It is something that God pours into us when we are under pressure. It is offered to us when we are in times of needs. Grace is much more than undeserved favor. It is divine enablement. Therefore, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Grace is a substance. It is ready to pour out when you are in times of needs. Let us ask God this morning to give us grace so that when it comes, we will be ready for it and it will be used for his own glory. Remember, brethren, a beautiful pearl is formed by years of prolonged irritation and not a speedy deliverance. Just as a pearl is formed by irritation, Sometimes a very aggravating situation is prolonged by God to us to accomplish something beautiful in our lives. Remember, liberty is not a power to live as we please, but it is a power to live as we ought according to God's established 
principle in His Word. Liberty is dangerous. It can destroy us. God has placed limit upon us to keep us on course. If we stay in the confines of His will, we will be saved. But if we insist on freedom that we are not ready for, or if we cross the boundary lines of His world, we will surely have bondage and heartaches. Brethren, do not despise your difficult circumstances or delays. Do not despise your pastor as he preaches God's word to you. Do not despise your parents. Do not despise your spouse. Do not despise delay. God is in control of all these things. Our Heavenly Father will cause every problem and irritation in life to work for our good. When He pleases, He will make all things beautiful in His time. As he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weaknesses. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Brethren, sometimes God allows a lingering thorn or problems in our lives until a certain work of grace is performed or something obstinate changes. Brethren, have you received the true liberty that comes from God? If so, grace be unto you. And peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, and from the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless us all. Amen. Let's stand and sing a verse of amazing grace. Amen.